Hey, this is how I see it. We should play this game for life. <laughs> what game? Mackin. Hang. Welcome back to the Mackin and Hanging Podcast. I'm your host, Trey. This is episode 57. Or I said 57, 87. I'm still here with... Over. Nah, nah, alright. I'm gonna fuck about that shit. <laughs> I'm still here with Meech. Yes, sir. Rico. What up, though? And uh, should we be back for another goddamn uh, episode? Let me first start off by saying RIP to DMX. You know what I mean? We just lost a, uh, a damn legend. But before we even get into all of that, I'm going to ask Meech. Yo, how you been macking, bro? Um, my macking been solid as always. I got some plans tonight with my lady that I've been chilling with or whatever. So we're going to take it easy. Have a nice, relaxing night tonight. Watch some movies. Sip some wine. Get high. You know, do what grown-ups do. Mm, sound like a nice, disgusting time. What about uh, how you been hanging, though? My hanging been fine, also. Not really much going on this week. Actually, pretty peaceful and shit. Mm. That's yep. what's up. What about you, Rico? How you been macking? Oh, nigga, Rico showed up in a, a whole damn DTLR fit and shit. What the hell? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> go to a rap concert right after this shit. Nah, uh, shit all right, man. You know, I'm just... Cool when it coasting and shit. Oh, fatherhood is a a fun experience. So that's how you macking fire. Fatherhood is how you macking, bro. I just told you I'm cool in this shit. That's how you hang. God damn. I feel like <laughs> <This> nigga can <laughs> never. Yo, I don't know how many damn times we can do this shit, but I'm gonna smack the shit out of this nigga until you get this shit right. How have you and T era been doing? I just said shit been cool and shit. <laughs> like what the fuck wrong with this dusty nigga? I've been shit. telling you that shit for a long time. How you been hanging though, bro? Hanging is cool. Uh I ain't been on shit, honestly. Alright, so uh, just as you can hear, Rico has nothing to say about anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been cool both sides. Mac and been cool, hanging been cool. How you been doing? Cool. How you been hanging? Cool. Yeah, I'm also right. cool the fuck dude ain't offering no insight into his life at all <laughs> but as far as me my mac have been going well me and uh danny been doing our thug this old for she's old she's got me a hat got a cool little hat on right now uh you know i mean we, we, we rocking and uh, i'm still planning on getting everything ready for this puerto rico trip yeah, Once I mean, again, this nigga mad fucking racist and shit. Yeah, but I'm, I still, cause I have it. I still, I'm, I'm about to go buy a whole bunch of shit. I was planning on ordering all of my shit online, but every time I look at those damn delivery days, it's like you might get your shit in ten to thirty four days. I'm like, what the hell, yeah, bro? It's, I ain't got thirty four days. It's way too close dude. for you to be trying to order shit online. Oh no, and like, I seen some fire, fire shit. So I'm like, unless damn. you, unless, unless you go pay the ticket for shipping and shit. Oh uh, no, even I, I even looked at it because you know I, I got Amazon Prime, so I'm yeah. like. Even if I decide to bite the cost of of, uh, of the of the shipping ticket, it's still saying like yo, it'll be twelve to fourteen to twenty one days. So I you know, know who the fuck you ordered some from Jerusalem no, it, or no, something. I'm saying, bro, like sites in general, because you know you ain't gonna when you go through like clothing sites online. Those are those warehouses don't live in the U.S. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. live in Milwaukee. So like. And you, you got a lot of people that aren't. Most people are still buying stuff online, and they're not like. And they had that stimulus check, so you got back orders like logged up like crazy. Cause I bought a uh, a filter for my fish tank that took like three weeks to arrive. So Damn. yeah, it's it's crazy back up. But as far as my hanging going, hanging's been going well. Uh, had that little job interview that went cool. I think she could tell that I really didn't care at all about the job because I was answering questions all nonchalant like, yeah, I mean it's all good. 
she was like, what the hell? Are you laughing? You gonna tell me about your experience? And um, that shit was wild. <laughs> That's so retarded. No, I'm saying she could tell that I didn't give two shits about the job. I was like, so tell me about yourself. She's like, what the hell? I'm just interviewing. I'm interviewing you. I was like, no, I'm interviewing you, Miss Patty. Like, my name ain't Patty. But uh, so that should have been straight. Uh, I've been I've been adding more to my uh, portfolio. I bought some Roblox. I don't know if y'all know what Roblox is. Oh yeah, I bought Roblox when it first dropped and shit. Oh, you got some Roblox? Absolutely. I got nine shares, bro. Wait, what, is, what is that? It's uh, a video game company. Bro, shit, it's dope as hell. You, uh, oh no, I know that. I thought y'all was talking about something else. Oh no, uh, it's a stop. But yeah, you can build video games. Little kids can build video yeah. games. That shit is crazy. But I see extremely high potential in Roblox. So Facts. I bought that. I'm up like crazy. Yeah, I bought, that's a nice investment. Yeah, robots, and I, I'm trying to. I'm waiting on uh, Peloton. That's my next. Once I add Peloton to my uh, portfolio, I'm just gonna hold out and just chill for a minute. But oh yeah, everything that I've been buying lately, yeah, it's, it's it ain't one of those quick flips. Like everything I've been buying is like sit shit, like what you, shit that I can sit what you on. Be, what you been jumping on? I just uh, I bought Roblox when it first came out. Oh, yeah, I bought man. some shit called uh, Fortress Biotech. Okay. Um, and I got some shit called. Uh, Biolass. Okay. Biolass is um, what the fuck was it? Sound oh, like, it's a medical device company and shit. Sound like Rico about to be in the poorhouse pretty soon. It's like if you uh, own Biolass, just know we own up. No, no, nah, this is for uh, they do shit with like dentistry and shit like that. Oh, that's so they trying to do like uh, marketing. I mean, they trying to do cutting edge shit with like oh, yeah. dentistry and shit like that. And you know, with the whole thing with people trying to fix their mouth and shit. Mm-hmm. I see some upside to it. I respect Rick. Rico getting in the look at the boy getting in the stock <laughs> oh, yeah, market. Oh no, that's and what's shit. up. And uh, so far as that shit, then my my uh, Apple position because you know whenever Apple was dipping, I just kept buying more and absolutely, more. And absolutely. that shit going ham like crazy. I bought it at like well, I originally bought it at ninety four dollars, and I bought it at a hundred uh, hundred eighteen bucks. That shit's at one thirty three right now and shit. So I'm eating like uh, like crazy up that. So my my Mac has been going well. Work been annoying me a little bit. Like last, yesterday, I hit a, uh, hit the wall. It was around like two o'clock. I had hella shit to do. I just came over here and took a nap and shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so fucking tired. Hey, I had so many emails coming through. I'm like, I, I had no motivation to do anything. Like, yeah, DeAndre, did you uh, did you see that email that came through? I just changed. You know, uh, we got to use this this app called Teams, and it show like, if oh yeah, you we active, used to use Teams and shit, and it can show you if a person seen the message yeah. and shit, and it shows if you active or not and shit. I, it showed me that I read the message and I didn't respond to. It. <laughs> I responded like three hours later, look. Uh, I'll get that to you Monday. He's like, what the hell that shit do right now? So, yeah. Work has been annoying as hell, but, you know, cool. And I just got a raise, too, so. That's what's oh, up. that's what's up. Yeah, it gave me a nice little 10% bump. And I was like, oh, that's what's up. Y'all trying to keep me, but shit. I'm still trying to get to that next that next level of it. Listen, you feel it's me? always a level to reach, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I've been, on, uh, I've been on LinkedIn. I got a little strategy on LinkedIn. I've been, like, adding all, like, all the companies that I want to work for, like Google and all these top companies. I'll just go find whoever is a recruiter at those companies and just add them as my connections and then like just message them like, yo, what's going on, bro? You cool? Hey, you like sports? So that's been working a little bit. So I've been trying to do that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in with Google badly though because that's where the real bag is at. You know what I mean? So I've been applying for them like crazy, but let's get to it though. So like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, we lost a legend, DMX died. And I was trying to explain to my bro that we're going to talk about DMX, we're not going to be sad as hell. One, because I wasn't a big of a fan like I was uh, Nipsey Hussle and Kobe Bryant. I mean, I'm a fan of him, and I was explaining to Rico and Meech is like, I'm a fan of DMX, but I'm a fan of him 
through proxy, meaning like his contribution to music makes me a fan. Like without DMX, there would be no J. Cole. Without DMX, there would be no Kendrick. The certain elements of their style because he birthed certain elements into the game. And shit. So again, I want to say rest in peace. But to start off this DMX, what do y'all think his overall legacy will be as far as in the hip hop space? Me. Um, somebody else can go first. I don't have my thoughts together on this yet. First off, I want to say I'm a huge, huge. ass fan and shit. No, Rico is one of the one of the biggest DMX. Like yeah. he can, he can play some DMX B sides and just rap bar for bar. No, that's 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 my shit right there. But his impact would be um him being one of the only few artists to actually drop an album back to back. And be super successful. He did and shit. three. He did. They said what I was reading the stat yesterday. They said he dropped three albums in the in an eighteen month period. So that's like a year and some change. Yeah. He dropped three albums. He all dropped, of them he dropped, like triple he dropped, platinum. He dropped Flesh of My Flesh first. Yeah. And then he dropped uh It's Dark as Hell is Hot. And then he doubled right back with His Dark as Hell is Hot and then went right to and then there was X. He dropped both of those like six six to eight months apart and shit. And and they just went platinum, like no questions asked and shit. Like and it was it wasn't no you know how people can drop music back to back and you be like damn this kind of early and shit right he was dropping quality music and shit um his impact is him being able you know how you know how some artists are like stars and shit right he was a superstar and shit right like they, I just keep seeing people uh, play this clip of him like I don't know what oh, concert yeah, that yeah, was yeah yeah it was like a billion people fam. in the audience you know how OC that looked that yeah. looked like that looked like Moses part in the Red oh, Sea like. I ain't never seen so many people, and he he single handedly got two of the, the greatest songs ever. That's gonna go down in history. Oh hell show. yeah! Our my kids, kids, your kids, kids, your kids, kids. When you have them, potentially right. go no slipping in Rough Riders anthem and right. shit. Right, Rough Riders anthem, and party up and yo, shit. Yo, Rough Riders anthem. If you look at a list of all the top hip hop songs of all time, Fox. Rough Riders anthem is in the top five. Without like, question. Stop. Drop, shut like if you hear that, that regardless of where you at, like that's the type of song you don't even have to be a hip hop fan. You could have been a country, a country. DMX uh, was one of the the first people I knew that made this kind of aggression music. Yeah, <laughs> that even white people can enjoy. And, shit. and on that song, he was talking about some wild <laughs> shit. But you know, uh, I was thinking about like if I thought about what DMX legacy would go down as, he commercialize he well he made he uh, helped commercialize street shit no street shit and he also made pain rap successful when That's i say me. pain rap oh, let, me, let me let me finish my thought though pain rap as in most of his raps were about fucked up shit he was going through in life you know what Absolutely. i mean and like he brought that to the like you know how like hip hop was at the like fun stage of like either it was the fun stage or it was the uh the super hardcore thug stage he was the first, the person that was bringing like I'm fighting demons inside myself. I'm fighting all of this wild pain that I'm going through. And one more thing too, before you even say something, else. he was one of the only few rappers putting God in the forefront and shit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I, when he when he passed, I was like, at least I can know for a fact that he. You know, when you think about like certain people die, like that, they going to heaven. Like you say, I feel like he going to heaven. You know what I mean? Like how he he always said he was a, a warrior for for God, and also. Back to his overall message of he he brought pain. Like if you was going through, she you know how like you know how like Eminem had brought like white people's pain into yeah. the forefront and shit. Because like that's kind of what DMX did for for like dudes in the street. Like like it wasn't just like 
I'm a street nigga and I'm tough as hell. It's like, yo, I'm a street nigga. Here's all the fucked up shit that's going on with me. And this shit is fucking me up crazy right now. And yeah. shit. But he made it where mass public could understand that shit. Then you get artists like Cole and Kendrick who can birth off of that shit. You know what I mean? But let's go. All right. To me, his legacy will be... One of the things I will remember is he was a part of the legendary Diddy run with the uh, Rough Riders or whatever. But to me, his real legacy would be he was he was unique or whatever. Like when you think of DMX, his voice alone or whatever, like instantly when he's on the track, you know, that's him or whatever. There's literally people who imitate the way he talk or whatever. So and then like my brother was saying or whatever, like he brought like real fucking pain and passion through his music, I think he will be remembered as the person who hit like one of the highest and also one of the people that we've seen hit one of the lowest or whatever. Like we seen it all with him or whatever. So I think his legacy will be shit. He, he poured his, he poured it all out or whatever, but shit at the end, shit, that life, and all that shit got to him or whatever. But his impact he left was good because he left a lot of, he put a lot of money in people's pockets or whatever. Like, the inspiration that he gave some artists that we listen to today now or whatever. Yeah, he gave the locks a second life and shit. Yeah. yeah. He gave the locks a second life. Like, is the locks have two different careers. They got the career with Diddy. That was okay. Right. And then they got the career with Rough Riders. And they lay on that Rough Rider side right. more and shit. They, they best records came from the Rough Rider side and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But even more than that, I want to um, say thank you to my uncle, too, and shit. I ain't put you on D. My uncle was the person that I grew up to listening to DMX. Like, I used to go in there, take his CDs and shit, or yeah. we used to ride around in his car, listen to DMX. Like, he one of the prominent reasons why I understand DMX so much and shit, and why I like him so much and shit. Yeah, nah. I mean, overall, I think DMX will go down as um, underrated. Let me make sure my hat on and shit looking crazy in a motherfucker, ain't <laughs> But nah, so I think DMX, he go, uh probably go down as... It's always weird how it seems like when so, when an artist dies, they put them up on this this pedestal. But some artists actually deserve it. You know what I mean? Like when they're impact and like DMX, one of those artists. I feel like like yo, dude, he deserved that shit because like I said, his overall legacy will be he made he normalized like yo, I'm famous as shit, but I'm going through hella wild shit, and I'm gonna tell you about this wild shit. You know how some artists they'll like we don't know what the fuck. Uh, Drake is going through, like, on some real shit. You know about his, like, dating life, but you don't know, like, the real shit that yeah. fame has brought him and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. DMX was, he was literally chronicalizing that entire journey of, like, yo, I'm famous as shit. I was already dealt the fucked up hand when uh, my mentor fucking gave me some uh, crack in a weed blunt yep. and shit. You know what I mean? And, I, and he was molested. You know, like, he had a tough-ass life. And that's what's so wild to me when I was thinking about it, because, like, there was dudes in, like, uh, middle school who I remember that start smoking early and shit. And then, like, they got a fucked up batch and then, like, they never recovered and shit. The fact that he was, one like, similar to those dudes but still was able to progress and still become successful as fuck. Like, imagine, uh, I don't know if y'all know any, like, dudes, like, in high school that was, like, they or middle school, smoked some weed. Then you just see him they was, like, homeless as fuck on, like, murder lives and shit. Like... This nigga still had that shit happen to him and still was able to progress and shit. But I think once Aaliyah passed, I think that shit really fucked him yeah, up. Yeah, turned the title. That shit turned him uh, into a damn monster and shit. So, 
I think his legacy would just be that. And I think if we if we think about what his impact on the game would be, I think he birthed a lot of the the more the rapper the the rappers who aren't microwave rappers like the Coles, the Kendricks. Um, who else would be super introspective? You could probably say Joe Button in a sense a little bit like back at. Like, oh no, I ain't no problem. No, I was definitely say Joe was. Joe was one of them. Yeah, Joe one hundred percent was. Yeah. So yeah, you could say that. So because he has a lot, and that's why. That's why it's oh, it's so rare. Like sometimes your contribution could be bigger than your know, status in the game and shit. Like Nas and and DMX contributions. Nas, DMX, and Jay Z have humongous ass contributions to rap and shit. Like a lot of people are Jay Z kids, but a lot of people also are DMX kids. But we never even pay attention to DMX how he should be. No, a lot of people. Of. A lot of people will never be able to appreciate that that type of music and shit. Right. And I mean, it it ain't it ain't necessarily his fault. It's just like because of the way music was moving. Move, music had moved so fast. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right when when DMX came out, then boom, Ja Rule came out, then boom, Jay Z was still booming. And the wild shit about that. Remember when? When Ja Rule had came out, everyone was saying how he was trying to be. He DMX was literally trying to be X, and, and then they formed a group and shit. Like I remember when DMX came out, people were saying he was trying to be the East Coast fucking Tupac and shit because <laughs> he was taking his shirt off all the time and shit. But nah, he made way different type of shit. But overall, that's kind of how we feel, and uh, we definitely uh, love his contribution. I- I'm actually happy that he was able to. Uh, he was uh, able to uh, shout out to Versus yeah, for yeah, even giving us saying. a chance yeah. to see him in his rawest form, especially when he did the song "Slipping." Like that, that little performance right there right. lets you know he was what he was dealing with in right. life or whatever. So thanks for giving us that. Hell Thanks. Yeah. Hell yeah! But yeah, so that that brings me to my next thought, though, right? So like, cause I was seeing the game. He was on. Uh, he was on uh, Twitter, right? And the game was saying. Uh, that um, the game was saying that it sucks that people have to die to receive their flowers. And me thinking, I'm like, what the hell? What are you talking about? Like, DMX just got his flowers from Versus, and he got them from from um, from that, uh, what's the name of that? That Nori uh, uh, Drink Drink Oh, Drink Chance, yeah. So I'm thinking, like, it's almost... If, if the game with game is saying, because, like, I get what he's saying, like, the overwhelming outpouring of, like, yo, this shit is lit, like, like yo, he, he, his legacy was crazy. It's hard to replicate that. You can do it to an extent in, like, verses yeah. or to an extent in Drink Champs, but for, like, how you can go on Instagram and, like, all you see is DMX shit, and then you go on Twitter, and all you see is that shit, and on Facebook, all you seeing is that shit. It's hard. You people can get their flowers, but you only getting your flowers to an extent. Well, game and this is game is right and wrong at the same time. Why? Um, he's right in the sense where it shouldn't take for a person to die for their music to go number one and shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, his music went number one. Though. No, no, no. It's it's going number one now and shit again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying that it always has to go number one, but I mean, truth be told. Outside of people like me and shit, and a handful of other people, not everybody's listening to DMX right. and shit. Um, but also on the flip side to that too, though, uh, his song became a challenge like a year or two ago. You know what I'm saying? So he was giving oh, his flowers how's it going and shit. Now? Nah, um, what these bitches want and oh, shit. Oh yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm saying. If, if, this argument would have made this argument would have made perfect sense if he literally not not for nothing. 
I would say out of anybody that passed recently from like the Dipsies and the coach, like all of the like prominent figures in the culture, this is one time I can say he knew how the culture felt about him. Absolutely. Even even if you go back into the drink tap episode and shit, and then like he was talking about, he's like, yo, if I drop dead today, I live a good, good life. Like he actually got to say that shit. And then he got to see the outpouring of love in that versus. You know what I mean? In that versus um, battle where people was like, yo, this shit, I remember all of They had to go, we got to go through all of those fucking songs he had. So, I think sometimes, like, game just need to shut the fuck up, though. Oh, that's, and, a, that's a fact. And, and then he like, it's like, yo, I hate, like, it, you. so you get mad that people are uh, affected by DMX's life that they want to talk about what the fuck he's brought to the game. And they've done it in that sense, but they ain't doing it to the this high level. Of course, you can't. People gonna always go way harder in death than they. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's, it's at that moment. Like yeah. you know for a fact, I won't see him again until I'm dead. Yeah. Shit. You know what I mean? So it's like the game. Shut the fuck up. And niggas not gonna do that for you because you a clown, bro. And like that's. Not, he was like, I hope uh, I ain't gotta wait to see that shit. It's like you wouldn't. Have you to, wouldn't have to wait if you stopped saying corny shit. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, they would be saying and doing some of the corniest <laughs> shit on earth. Like dog, he just put a status up like. If you ask your girl how many dicks she sucked, how was she? You know what I'm saying? Like, fam, like, that's. Oh, yeah, no, nah, game a major cornball and shit. Like, when. Yeah, he be doing major cornball shit, but he let me bang, jump bang, in. Dropping all the women he banged and yeah, shit. Yeah, that shit major corny and shit. But, um, so what was the qu- question? Can you give flowers while people are still here? Well, yeah, yeah well, pretty much what game was saying, he was saying, like, he hates that uh, we didn't give flowers while. Like he was able to see these type of flyers while he was alive, which is false. Like you, you literally just made some of the points. Like the whole point of putting him on verses was to give him his flowers or right. whatever. Facts. And the opponent that he battled was giving him his flowers. Like for for the culture to put you up against, wait, who who did he battle? Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, for the culture to put you up against, Snoop Dogg tells you what we think of you, right? And shit or whatever. And over time, people have. Always giving DMX his flowers. Like Drake made the uh what's the song Are you made? You with me and shit. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. giving DMX his flowers Hell or whatever. Yeah. Like people have just by people being inspired by DMX is giving him his flowers or whatever. So and then as far as like DMX music going number one after he died, like that's a celebration. That's not like, well, why y'all didn't do that when he was alive? Like when when someone passed away that made such an impact on our life, like that's us celebrating you or whatever. Right. So that's our way of letting your family know that like we love everything you brought into this culture and into our lives. So I mean, game just a I don't be understanding. Like he jump in a lot of situations. Him and Ti kind of got this shit where they like to make situations about them, like right. when it has nothing to do with them or whatever. So sometimes you gotta let. You gotta let shit be and let families grieve. You don't have to jump out the gate every fucking yeah. time. Everything don't have to be about you and shit. And exactly. Like shut the fuck up and let people grieve how they want to grieve. Like, yeah. and you can't, bro. Like, you can't tell people to not share love just because you don't. You know, y'all wasn't doing it when he was alive. Yeah, because he didn't fucking die, bro. Facts. What the fuck? Like, we wasn't doing that for co. You think about this shit. When people say that shit, it's like yo. So you mean to tell me? Every day of my existence, I should just flood the, the Instagram timeline with DMX shit. I'd be fucking, you know what I mean? Like, because that's essentially what a fucking game is saying. It's like, make him see his flowers. It's like, bro, 
you will see it to an extent, but it's almost impossible to replicate. That's with anybody. I mean, with just famous people, like you don't see a, a a bevy of like if one of if one of us passes some shit, you will see way more shit about us in that day than you would see. You know what I mean? Like yeah. niggas don't you don't just see that shit randomly because it's it's an emotional reaction and shit. So it's like yo, the game. Shut your ugly ass up, bro. Potato head ass nigga, dog. But Damn. I think with uh, I think with X, it was a little different or whatever. Like with him passing. There was already people in the culture or whatever sending him love and showing him support because way before he passed, everybody knows he was already having problems with drug addictions or whatever. So he was already showing signs of he can possibly die and shit. So the culture was already supporting him, even though there can be people saying, well, y'all only doing that because he, you know, down and out. But that's what you do when people down and out. You come to the support. You be the fucking lifeline. So... Yeah, shut your... Fat Flame. Yeah, we... Flame we, I know, we... I'm, hey, I'm a real DMX fan, but you other DMX fans, y'all gotta chill the fuck out. Like, it's okay for other people to show love and shit. Like, y'all be having this punk-ass elitist attitude and shit. Like, y'all don't... If a person wanna show love to somebody that's dead, let them do it and shit. Like, death don't have no time where you can't show no respect to somebody, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, let them do it and shit. Like, the more love, the better and shit. Oh, by the way... I'm such a real nigga. When I left my uh, school, ladies and gentlemen, school where you shouldn't be blasting music on a, on a, uh, what was it, yesterday? When he passed away? Yeah, what you play, Silver? I know, I play, uh, I play How's It Going Down, but I had that shit blasting by the school. I I shouldn't do that shit, but, you know, shout out to X, you know, rest in, rest in heaven and shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, as we continue, you know what I mean? Uh, how, how, how would y'all deal with, let's say, uh, a homie that's battling some type of drug addiction type shit. Let me go because this, this is personal to me. I have a like one of my closest friends, if not my closest friend, like struggles with alcoholism or whatever. And as a friend, that shit is tough to watch or whatever. Because like when he's not on the juice and shit, one of the best people I know or whatever. But when he's on that shit, literally the worst person I know or whatever. And it's hard to be around him. But, like, the longer I've been growing with him and knowing him and knowing his family history and all the shit he told me, like, he was dealt a unfortunate hand. Like, if your family have drug addicts or alcoholics or whatever and it comes to your gene, there's nothing you could do about that. And, like, when you take your first drink or drug or whatever, like, you probably didn't know you had that gene. You know your family had it, so... There should have been some signs of maybe it can come to me as well, but you probably most people think like, man, that's them. It's not me or whatever. So like it's hard being a friend of somebody like that. You could try to help them or whatever. But most of those people who are like addicts have a hard time to want to get help themselves oh, yeah. or whatever. So because it's so it's so fucking deep, like yeah, it's ingrained in their brain. Like it literally your brain, you know, your brain is rewired. Like, all of your pleasure zones and all that shit. Like, it literally fucks with... It's almost like some type of shit where you can't do with that. Like, your brain is telling you, like, you can't not have it. It's sure you feel like you're gonna die. Type yeah, shit. but let me finish, though. Like, there's been... There's been times where I've, you know, gave a nigga real talks or whatever. Like, man, like, you a much better person when you off the juice or whatever. And there's been times where I noticed, like, if he got, like, a girl in his life that keeps him grounded or whatever, like, that normally helps and shit. Yeah. They try to help him stay off of that. 
when he normally don't have somebody like a lady or something and he just hanging out with his boys and me and shit sometimes i feel bad as a friend because my life i live may not be productive for him or whatever and i'd be like yo maybe you should there's been times i told him like yo i don't think you should come out with me tonight or because i just know me getting tipsy and drunk versus you getting tipsy and drunk is like you can damn near kill yourself because it completely takes over his whole body and it'd be a wrap for him or whatever so and then as a friend like as a friend dealing with somebody who's an addict is really fucking tough to remain that friend because you try and try and try to help them like it's one time i let him live with me this is when i was with my bm she was pregnant at the time and i let him live with us he was living with us for like maybe a year or whatever and i remember like this nigga i think i was at work or something man he got like drunk at the crib and left his phone put it i don't know how his phone got in the microwave but that bitch did and exploded and like as a friend like that's my friend but my lady looking at me like yo what the fuck like yeah. you know what i'm saying like a real hard position yes yeah, it, yeah so it it's challenging to like remain a friend but you if you really fuck with them you you don't want to give up on them yeah because they, they they need a real support system but it's like yo you have to show you have to show signs of you wanting to help first i can't be wanting to help more for you or whatever so I don't know. It's just real fucking tricky. Like, even to this day, he still struggle with it or whatever. And like, but as a friend, you can't be that. You can't be that. Yes. Yes, man. Or whatever. You have to tell him straight or whatever. Like, you have to give him to him straight. Like another time I sent them like I thought this was like probably one of the most powerful things I did for him. Like outside of letting him live with me, I sent them a video of him when he was like fucked up and acting crazy or whatever, because and when he seen like the image of that, like he was disgusted. Like, man, I'm ashamed of you know what I'm saying. I did that shit. I apologize, bro. I, I, that no, that's I'm good gonna try to get better that. and shit or whatever. Yeah, you you let him see his demons and shit. You I know, know facts. Like sometimes I know when I tell him certain shit, like he don't want to hear because you know most of the time when somebody come with you come to you about your flaws and especially something so deep like that, it's hard to take when you first hear it. Absolutely. But he know that I got his best interest or whatever. So it's like I be telling him like, yo. Because when somebody at it, you can't tell them just to stop and think they're going to stop. Nope. So I'll I tell, be telling him, like, yo, instead of drinking, like, heavy liquor, bro, drink, like, a wine cooler or something. And, like... One wine cooler. Yeah, I will tell him, I, I, like, I, I've noticed, like, it was, a, it was a time in his life where he, like, cut off the hard shit and was just drinking, like, maybe, like, beers, a wine cooler, and a wine. I was telling him, like, yo, that's cool. Just leave it at that and keep it at a limit. Or whatever, and shit. Maybe eventually you can get to a point where you don't want it. You need that shit at all, or whatever. And I tell him like, "Yo, it can't be because of me or some lady you with, bro. You have to want this for yourself." And like, and if you got kids, like in his case, like I know I be giving it hard to, to 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 my friends or whatever. But like, I told him straight, like, "Yo, don't choose the liquor over your daughter and shit." You know what I'm saying, right. like. Because if you let that shit destroy you, she has no dad. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's challenging. It's been plenty of times he's been at my house and like been drunk and fucked up my shit and like damaged some shit that I had or whatever right. or drunk and embarrassed me in front of people or it was a time when he was living with us and like, I don't know, he went somewhere. Motherfuckers had to drag him back into the crib. Like there was times where I thought like maybe I should end his friendship. But right. then I thought, like, nah, this nigga need motherfuckers. Like, if I go ghost, because I'm, like, one of the most reliable people in his life. If I go ghost and, like, 
let's say him and his lady split, like that nigga would really go to rock bottom and shit or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. it's good to have a support system or whatever. So, I, I mean, that. if you got friends who dealing with shit like that, you just gotta number one, be honest with them. Like, don't sugarcoat shit. And like, I know you walked away, but I was telling Rico like it was one time I sent this nigga a video of himself. Like, you need to let these th- that these people who are addicts see themselves in that form, yeah. so they can see how destructive and like, yo, this is not you. This is literally the worst version. It literally ruined. What he said when he seen the video, he was like, "Damn." Oh uh, nah, he was like, like hurt, disgusted, like yeah. to see himself in that form or whatever. So, yeah, if you got a friend that's dealing with addictions and shit, like. You got to be patient because right. that shit is challenging. Is and you got to be understanding because, like, for us, that's not addicts. We don't know how that shit is taking over them you know, or whatever. You, so you know what made me think of Shameless. You know how uh, Lip like Lip had that problem and shit. Like, yeah. Every time, because you know life throws those crazy ass curveballs at you and shit. And like on the show, because I don't have any friends that deal with anything like that, so I can't relate from that stance. But more so, just watching. Shameless and like how certain triggers, even when he tried, like he was trying and trying. Like, remember, his teacher was, uh, his professor was like on that shit, he just throw up on himself and do all type of wild shit. Yeah. But like the thing that he did, he started going to those AA meetings, like accountability people too. So I guess if they have those and like, you know, because they got those are free to get them involved too. So like, if, if y'all do know anybody that's going through some of that shit, consider we got, we, we have. Alcoholics in our damn family and shit. You know what I mean? Like, but and, even not even. Know, a- oh, let me let me let me finish my thought and shit. Like, that shit occurs. But like, when you see it as a kid, you don't think nothing of it and shit. You just be like, shit. That's how. Remember, uh, uh, Mickey and shit. Like, oh, that's just how that nigga is. He used to get drunk as fuck and pass out and fall and fall on. Like, sometimes it start it stems deeper because like, as a within a black family structure y'all don't we don't even condemn it like we should you know what i mean like shit our aunt uh you know what i mean like that's kind of what got her to her certain her situation now mm-hmm. um and then like we had uncles and shit like that and just people that was doing that shit and it's like it's, it's it, like you said it's 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 deep like it, it's hard to tell a motherfucker like hey bro stop that shit because it's like and their mind is like, yeah, of course, I don't want to do this shit, but there's something in me that's not allowing me to stop. You know what I mean? And it's hard to figure out why. And it's almost like, oh, not why. It's hard to figure out how to progress them away from that shit. You know what I mean? Because, shit, there's not, there's not, that's one thing I've learned by watching people that are on hard shit. It's like, there's nothing you can tell them. They have to kind of like let life. Oh, no, they have to, shit. they have to literally hit rock bottom. I'm talking about, you lost your job. You lost your place where you was living. More important than those two things, you lost your family. Yeah. Like when you lose the people that love you the most because of your actions and your choices based off of these drugs mm-hmm. and alcohol, like you have to be at the lowest to want to, cause you're the only person that can pull yourself out of that. Like right. we didn't touch on like our stepdad, like deal with shit, like as we was growing up or whatever, but like, and in my stepdad case or whatever, I feel he had a support, a support group as far as like my mom or whatever. <clears throat> and like we was a family or whatever. So even though he was dealing with what he was dealing with at the time, he still had a structure to keep him somewhat grounded or whatever. Right. And like if he would have let that shit take over his life, he would have you know lost us as a family. So having something that important helps you. Right. 
you know, it, it gives you something to look forward to, so you could try to want to quit. Yeah, whatever it right. is ailing you. But let's. Uh, what, what, what's your thoughts on this shit? I haven't had anybody battling with addiction. Uh, fortunately, in in your family, you got any like uh, crackheads or anything like that? Uh, cause I feel like in, I, in my in my immediate family, no. I'm pretty sure somebody down the line somewhere. I see you know what I'm saying? No alcoholics, nothing. My mom and no drink. Okay. You know what I'm well, you probably seen it though. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. That's why I said I haven't, I haven't had anybody personally and shit, but I've oh. seen it. You know what I'm saying? But nah, I've um, seen that shit all throughout, <laughs> throughout the damn fam, bam. So actually, I, I take that back. My uncle, uh, I say your uncle used to get lifted. You talking? About, yeah, your uncle yeah. Used to my get- my uncle uh, Jerry is a uh, is a well, he's not an alcoholic, but he drinks and shit. Actually, my cousin man drinks too and shit. Bro, so. we all, well, I was I was speaking from my mom's side. Yeah, I'm, yeah, sorry. No, I'm, I'm just, sorry, y'all. No, no, I'm, you okay. I'm, just, I'm just saying overall because like one thing I've learned, um, especially how hard the '80s hit and shit. Especially if you watch Snowfall, you'll see how like, absolutely when that fucking that I've shit seen came it, um, and shit. I've seen it from the standpoint uh, for like my cousin example and shit. He drunk, but I noticed that his drinking started getting a lot worse once his uh, mom died and shit. Right. So he was using that shit as a um, coping me- as a coping mechanism and shit. So a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, like fighting addiction is hard, but um, it's probably even harder because maybe that's the way that they cope with life Fact. and shit. That's you what I'm saying. saying. That's because that, that's what happened to our, my, our uncle. You know, like it was so much fucked up shit for us, like loss and death and yeah, shit. It's yeah, like, yeah. We don't, I mean, I, like we haven't dealt with a, a, a extensive shit like that. So, you know, sometimes it's like. You try to numb that shit as best as you can. And that's what I'm saying. Somebody telling you, like, yo, you got to stop. Like, bro, my current reality is such a... Fucked up place. Fucked up place. Because that's what I think, if you look back at the DMX shit, it was... He already was going through a lot of wild shit from his childhood. And then he found someone he really loved, which was Aaliyah. She died. You know what I mean? Like, imagine all of this shit that he was going through. And a lot of people, that's what it triggers. It, it, it starts from... Some crazy ass trauma. So and most of this shit is all mental health related. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's all like your mental well being is so fractured that and, and, and it's being ignored because you're not actually you're not sure which side of reality that you want to stay on. And shit. Not that I'm saying like you because it, it, there's trauma that's there, right? But you're not deciding to tackle that trauma. Head on and Well, that's shit. why I said you don't know which side of reality you want to stay on because the real reality of the situation is yeah. you can get high and drunk all you want to and stay in that kind of world and shit. Right. Or like you said, you can face them demons head on right. and shit. And that shit is hard. That's like, it's, it's, it's easier said than done. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because like, I just pray I'm that when shit gets tough in life that I have the strength and the perseverance to like get through that shit without turning, you know what I mean, to turn into some of the other shit because shit gets real out here and shit. But that's why, like you Robert said that's like we had family and church. Like church takes a it, the, not just the environment, but more so like the messages that are coming to you. You know what I mean? Because it gives you that extra um, that look, and that's why I think help DMX as well. Because like he could have turned way worse if he would let. You know what I mean? He had a little ground, and like he was he would have backslides every now and then, but he had his ground in in that. But let's kind of get past that. Cause that shit got kind of did did Maybach music deep, but um, I was gonna get to that other shit. But I'm gonna just go to a fun topic for now and shit. 
Yeah, I mean, OG, y'all want to stay on this side ass here because both of y'all got that little uh, oh, after school nah. special look and shit like, so, uh, <laughs> kids, drugs are bad. Oh, hey, you say South Park? He was like, oh, no, that, that, that <laughs> pandemic special is hilarious. Oh, no, no, they got no. It. I'm talking about, no, Mr. Mickey, he was like, he was like drugs are bad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> y'all talking about, okay. okay, drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> and that shit was hilarious. And I watched that pandemic. Hey, them old ass motherfuckers are getting their shots. That shit was funny as hell and shit. But um, speaking of funny ass shit, though, I don't know if y'all pay attention to that Dino Rollins shit. Oh, yeah. But uh, Dino Rollins was on, um, he was on his podcast. What's the name of that podcast? You know the podcast name? Nah. Not, a, not I, at all. I thought it was a showcase or some shit. Nah, so they do this shit all the time, but I forgot the name of the podcast. But Donna Ron's on this podcast, and the premise of this podcast, they bring up stand up comedians while they're having a live podcast. Yeah. So the stand up comedian do one minute, a one minute set, and then like the dudes on the podcast will just talk about what they said, they question some of their, their jokes and shit, right? And then you normally start, you got to start flaming the comedian. <laughs> it's like, pretty much, hold on, hold on, let me, let me finish all this shit. So you got to flame the comedian in the midst of that shit, right? So it was this dude, uh, Elo, Allo, Allo something. I forgot his, uh, his name and shit. So he went up there, did his jokes and shit, right? And first, Donna Rollins and him, they was like on the same side and shit. And then um, they start going back and forth. And then Donna Rollins tried to like flame him and shit like, Blah, 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 but his shit wasn't hitting at all. Right, he said, you got titties. And then, oh, I bet you want to suck him, don't you? Uh, no, he pretty <laughs> much, he started flaming this shit. No, Yo. I did you get your Jordans and your chain before or after the Chappelle show? Oh, no, no, like, he, he was on his neck. Oh, no, he was killing his ass and shit. So, Donna Ron started getting flamed by this damn comedian, but what made it so terrible? Because, you know, Donna Ron's is supposed to be funny as fuck. Cause, like, he He's got a the, professional comedian. He got, but he got the Dave Chappelle stamp and shit, so that means, like, you extra funny as shit. When I I, well, I watched that clip, I lost a lot of respect for his eye. Cause dude said, he, he said, "Hey, bro," I, I, he said, "I'm out, bro." He got me pissed off. And then he was then because Donald Rollins got so heated throughout the the roasting session, he got mad and was like, "Yo, first he was talking personal attacks, <laughs> like, yo, you're not funny. This is uh, I would never be. You should never talk to somebody like like I'm like what the fuck? Hey, Y'all in the realm of joke <laughs> land and shit. I hate when people try to play me, son. Trying to play me, son." I hate that shit. And then he just walked off stage. He's like, I gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom. You see what he said? You gotta go to the bathroom and left and shit. How y'all, how y'all feel about, about that shit? Like, somebody taking a, first a roasting session too fucking serious. And this shit. nigga down on the road. Wait, that's not the question. I thought the question was. Oh, no, it's it? gonna be. I, I, that's part of the time. This nigga down on Rollins need to relax and shit. He be at people's head all the time on Instagram and shit. Like, literally. He definitely be on Envy and Charlemagne eyes. Like every day he posting about them right. about something and shit. Like, don't be sitting right there crashing the jokes up and then when somebody crash you with a couple of them hoes yourself, you wanna start acting like a little girl and shit. Like, fam, you got got that night. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool. But I don't understand it's like, bro, he was saying some funny ass shit, but Donald Ross could hit dude with hell. I, I had hella jokes for his ass myself and shit. Nah, man. what happened was, you know, I don't think nobody wanna admit this, but Donald Rollins an alcoholic and shit. Like you can see it all in his face. So the juice was like, as Mitch would say, the juice was flowing through him. So he probably couldn't get his jokes out fast enough and shit. But shit, when I'm drunk, I'm normally, I feel extra funny and shit. How you, how you feel about that whole situation, Mitch? Dunner Ron's getting flamed by old boy. Um, w- Wait, what's the question? I'm not understanding. Just, bro, how you feel about the situation? 
Oh, um, shit, he had one of those moments where you thought the roasting section was finna go another way because you thought she was finna win that bitch oh, or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, this is when you know you start losing when you start getting personal and shit oh, or whatever. Like, once facts. you start bringing personal logic into jokes and shit or whatever, right. like, then that's when, like... We're talking about roasting right now. And then, like, what made, it, money to you. what made it worse <laughs> is, like, that red dot was on, which means the camera was on and everybody got to see him live getting roasted. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was sweating. Profusely, and he was getting roasted by an unknown nigga that we didn't know of or oh, whatever. Facts. So like, and those are actually the funniest people, the niggas that you don't know, bro. He's telling Donnell, he said, "Yo, I've been waiting to roast you, bro." <laughs> them the, no, them the best, like me said, them the best kind of people because you, as a comedian, you don't know which angle to come at them at. Facts, like <laughs> he got so much material on Darnell or whatever, yeah. and like I don't know, he. Yeah, I don't know. He just turned into some chicken, some red uh, pumpkin turned, shit when he got upset. turned super saying on Donald Rollins, dog. He now, went off. You know what's funny about that shit? Because, like, it was, I, I've been in those moments when you think you got some jokes lined up, but then you you miss you mismeasure, like, where you should land these hoes at. I've been Absolutely. on both sides. I can explain. I Absolutely. Know, of course, I'm saying I've been on both sides because I'm known as a nigga that'll get you the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? But... I've been on the side where I'm like I'm letting you get your shit off, and then like soon as you done talking, it's your time to shine and shit. And it's like, wait, would you are you finna come with that heat? I know that's a lot of pressure to I get that first jump off. Like, <laughs> if you bomb on that first uh, one, no, then, no, it's over and shit. Yo, they they can capitalize all on that no, shit. No, especially because like. Wait, like, hold on, hold on. You know where he went wrong at though? Right. Instead of getting upset, he should have he should have pulled the trick that all jokesters know. So when you get in flame. Is always a nigga in the audience laughing a little bit too loud. Facts. Take your attention on that nigga that's laughing too loud. Nah. What he should have did was is I mean, let me wait till somebody just got murdered apparently. <laughs> that's just another day on the south side. South side. Oh no, nah, that's just part of the podcast, nigga. That should be in every episode. Oh hell yeah. That, that's let us know if we have a good episode or not. If somebody gotta get stabbed at least every every episode at the forty minute mark and shit. But uh so what I was going to say is like when you flaming somebody and you can tell they got the upper hand because you can feel that shit a little bit because like oh, yeah, the burn hurts. No, it, no, I'm talking about not, that's a fact. Not even that the burn hurts, especially if it's no, no, an no, audience listen, laughing listen, at your listen, ass. I'm saying not the burn hurts. I'm talking about if it's a creative burn. It's like oh shit, I ain't even thinking no wild hilarious. No, the shit real. Like that. The, hold, the, hold on, let me finish my point. This shit. So like, because like Donna Rollins, I think he didn't. Because like when dude was flaming him, that first joke. Didn't even make sense. He was like, yo, where'd you get those Jordans? From? No, he was like, did you get those Jordans before? I, like, tying Jordans into that chain was hilarious. But then when he said, uh, he was like, he just Elba and a blowfish had a uh, had a baby and shit. And then Donald Obama was like, but you fat though. You know what I mean? Like, whenever you flaming somebody and it's like the easy <laughs> shit, do not go for the easy ass targets and shit. Like, big titties, fat, stupid shit. Cause they hit you with some creative ass shit, you gotta kind of go. And I, I can normally do that shit. I'm, I'm kind of uh, nah. The shit that really hurts if like they single in on something, single in on your features and shit, your, like on the on your worst imperfections. Yeah, and shit. if they single in on your deficiencies, deficiencies or whatever, and like now everybody started to notice, like your nose really ain't as straight as you thought it was. <laughs> that's or whatever. Saying, like, that shit don't be. That shit don't bother me. It's more so like. Nah, Meach right and shit. Meach right. Like, if somebody can really, like, if somebody already barking on you with flame jokes <laughs> no, and shit, no. when somebody really bark on you, but then when they really turned it up on you and it, like, <laughs> like, say if you thought your outfit was fire as fucking yeah. shit, and then somebody just get to flaming your shit, 
that makes your whole outfit. That makes the, the outfit in your mind. It makes yeah. you start second guessing so, everything and shit. So me, no, I'm saying so me is more so. I pride myself on creativity when it comes to jokes and shit. Like I want, and that's only what bothers me. If you can think of some outlandish shit that's funny as fuck, you know what I mean? Like I'll give you an example. So like with me, it was one time me and Dre was going at it. Right, I was on his ass and shit. And this is the time I had the upper hand, right? So this was when I thought of some hilarious ass shit. So one of my jokes was, um, I said, I said his mom be uh, lying on the PEE loans and shit, right? You know the PEE loans, the loans yeah. you gotta get. I said her dumb ass put, uh, she was the CEO of, uh, of Apple and shit. And I said they found, pretty much I was like, they found out instantly that she she was a fucking scammer and shit because she put CEO of Apple and shit. But Something that's like that's like that creative. You got to think about the PE loan. Somebody scamming on the damn uh, what's the name? But then there'll be a time where um, and it, that joke can come out as funny as it was in that moment. We had a humongous ass laugh and shit. But if somebody think of something creative, because it was some shit Dre had said that was like unorthodox as a motherfucker, and I was like, <laughs> I know was, that nigga Dre funny. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I'm but no, I just told my nigga Nick a couple days ago he looked like a guinea pig and shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now that's hilarious because most people don't say niggas look like guinea pigs and shit. But now if you would have told him, oh shit, yo, white Mexican, you know, but no, he got um, so he just got a neck tattoo or whatever. Yeah, and I told him, uh. I said, I'm pretty sure that neck tag will have you talking shit live on IG and shit or whatever. You know how niggas be giving it up or whatever. So that goes into like focusing in on like niggas eat. You got to focus on a, on, on well, like, I don't give a fuck about you Let me state the claim. That, that joke was trash, yo. Oh, no. It, you got you got to be part of the context or whatever. Like that joke came after other jokes or whatever. So it, you had to be there to understand or whatever. But. Yeah. My point is like when you when you focus in on a nigga deficiencies or whatever, that's when it really hurts or whatever. So I feel you. But yeah, so but the thing about I don't understand. Well, I guess because he did focus in on um, he did focus in on um, Dino Rollins, uh, <laughs> Dino Rollins, Dave Chappelle career and his chain and shit. And then he was saying like, oh, then he focused on him and then Rizzo story. And I remember dude was trying to explain the, the uh, did y'all see the whole shit? Mm-hmm. No, nah, I, I didn't. I just seen clips. Oh, no, because he damn near made Don Ross explain his Wu-Tang, because uh, he got into it with Joe Rogan and about the Wu-Tang shit. But how do you know when you're joking too, your jokes is going too far? And shit? Like, when did, when did you know is it a stop uh, for your jokes and shit? I can tell you when. Shout out to my nigga Michael. This is when I realized, all right, my jokes is going too far because it was me, him, and his cousin or whatever. It was like after the bar time. It was like probably two something or whatever. We went back to their crib just chilling and shit for the aftermath. And like, we was just all joking. But like, I think this is part of the reason why me and Michael friendship is not as close as it once was. Like, (laughs) I just kept like attacking him or whatever. Because like, you know, sometimes like it always be that one person that's the easy target in the group. Sometimes that'd be me and shit or whatever. So. I know when somebody is an easy target in the oh, group or whatever. See so, yeah. they got some funny looking ass shoes on. No facts. So, like, I kept attacking him or whatever. His cousin was laughing too fucking loud and shit. <laughs> so, out of nowhere, I just seen, like, this little black dotted Mike eyes. And, like, I was sitting in his chair. And out of nowhere, he just speared me in that bitch or whatever. Like, <laughs> no, we almost got to a real fight and shit. Yeah. Like, that's when that shit went way too far. Shit. I remember, like, after he speared me and shit, like, I had got up and folded his little ugly ass in the closet. And then, like, well, <laughs> this you, shit never you, turned into a brawl and you shit. You folded him into a closet? Oh, yeah, yeah. After he speared me, I was no longer playing this shit. I folded his ass up in the closet. That's a whole, that shit, that, that whole thing is funny or whatever. But, like, yeah, I, when, 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 when it get physical, even though that's normally where, 
that ain't normally where it goes, but like that was just an example for me yeah. though. Like that nigga was upset. No, I could say uh, you could tell when it's time to stop when the energy shifts and shit, and like you can see the the oh yeah, niggas well, getting uh, niggas eyes getting watery and oh, shit. Oh yeah, or some no, not even no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The energy shift, but you could tell like. Y'all about the bro and shit, cause mm-hmm. like, but sometimes me, I kind of get off on seeing that shit. Like, oh yo, facts. I, I, yo, bitch, I feeling the pain and shit. <laughs> let me let me throw some more hot. No, wax that's in. how. That's it how... almost makes me. It like it energizes me when no, I see. It, it takes your joke up to a whole nother uh, yeah, level yeah, and shit. Yeah, especially I when I see like you on the ropes, like in my brain. I want. I want I'm you to knock you off yo, this motherfucker. I want you to know so bad, like when I'm flaming you that like you can't talk no more. Like when you get inflamed so much, you just want to just you just get quiet and you start you change the subject. Nah, like, niggas, right, you know the flame is hard. Like glass of here. You and know, shit. you know the flame is hard when niggas be treating the flame session like a two K game and shit. You know, you up in the third quarter and shit, mm-hmm. and then somebody just start coming back and you got to sit your posture up and shit. Niggas be like, when the flame is real, the posture get different. Niggas sit up and shit. Oh, yeah. Niggas be standing in the right. sky. And, and, like, and I want these jokes stop raining yo, down on me and shit. Yo, it's damn <laughs> like you feel like a super saiyan. Sometimes when that energy start hitting you, like, huh, huh. <laughs> hey, I but, can't. Hold on. I can't. I, sometimes, I remember, sometimes I can get to a zone when I just know I'm about to hit you with like a 30 piece. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like. You know, like, at, there's moments when I'm feeling, like, extremely fucking hilarious and shit, and I'm like, I'm just waiting, because there's some niggas, you know, you just like, yo, this nigga say one thing, because I, I got a 30-piece form and shit. But you're talking about... Uh, 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 hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass it to you and shit, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes niggas don't even be knowing when you got that 30-ball waiting on them and shit, and you just like, bro, I don't know why, but, like, a, a, a shit ton of jokes just came to me about you and shit. And then, like, because I remember one time I had uh, went to see one of my homeboys. I, I think he had a weird-ass hairstyle or some shit. I know. I, and I remember one time it happened to me and shit. I had went to Atlanta, right? Because, you know, that's when I first had this new hairstyle I was rocking and shit. You know, this new hairstyle, right? <laughs> so I was sitting in the car and shit. I was sitting, you know, my, my homeboy there. So I was sitting in the car. This nigga took a gander at me <laughs> Yo, this nigga looked at me and said, he was like, what the fuck? He just started going, like, he was like, boy, what the fuck happened to your hair and shit? He started going in. But, you know, you can tell because niggas ain't see you in a while and shit. So I'm, like, trying to change the subject. We walk in and shit. Every time we run into more friends, he like, hey, yo, look at this nigga and then everybody, I'm like, you know, you could tell the nigga, like, if you even try to fight that shit off, he he thought of, like, a, a, a 60 piece for you and shit. So, sometimes, it's smart to know when to not jump in. To bow out. Oh, facts. yeah, because if you yeah. got some wild looking shit on, you're like, fuck, I don't <laughs> nah, even thought about this shit was going to be ugly as a shit. The problem, the problem and I can see, out, you, can, you can see it in the nigga eyes, like. Nah, but like you, can't, you can't say that, Meech and Trey, because the problem with bowing out is, like, yo, what if you tell a nigga, like, all right, fam, you got it, you got it. Then no, you don't do that. No, we said, we said if you shit. already know, let's say you put on an ugly-ass shirt, oh, okay, 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 and okay, you okay, knew okay. that shit was ugly from the jump, but then you was like, well, maybe I can get by. Like how you said your, your girl had bought you those uh, boots that one time, but then you was like, I could probably pass. But then as soon as somebody noticed the ugly shit that you noticed, you're like, ah, shit, so let me... Let me not engage because I know I got jokes for my outfit and and I got a 40 piece for this shit. What you about to say, Meech? Oh, no. You singling in on a person who's on fire. Mm -hmm. I'm singling in on a person that the fire is on or whatever. Like, it gets so bad to the point where it feels like a spotlight is on you and the room get dark and shit. And it's just that 
that big ass spotlight on you or whatever, that shit get real fucking dark and uh, shit facts. or whatever. But well, yeah. One thing I can say though is like, I've been doing that. I've been roasted since elementary and shit. So I classify myself as an elite, elite flamer and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I can go, I can shoot them flames with any damn body who wants to smoke and shit. Because we've been doing that shit our entire life. Shit, I remember one time, me and Nyes, we would just, we just be known as just flaming motherfuckers. Like, niggas ain't know, like, we had mastered the art of, like, just getting jokes off, like, at a quick-ass pace in middle school and shit. And just saying, oh, no, flaming, you just gotta know how to have quick comebacks. You can't think too long and shit or whatever. I don't know. I mean, quick comebacks is cool, but those, it, the, long as your shit is creative, I think is the biggest, uh, the biggest fucking draw and shit, but that, that's kind of what we, I want to kind of switch the top, the energy on that shit, because, because, uh, we was kind of getting a hella sad in our last little, <laughs> our last shit, so I just want to kind of switch that up, but <clears throat> moving past all of that shit is, have y'all been paying attention to what's been going on in this streaming game and shit? First, it was, a, I mean, we can kind of talk about, fuck it, let's go to Kanye route first, and then I'm gonna get to Netflix and shit. So, Kanye, just signed this humongous ass deal with Netflix for a documentary. I believe it's to be worth what thirty million or some shit or two hundred sixty. What was the number? You remember? Uh, thirty. Thirty million dollars for a a, a a documentary. They say he been filming this shit for like ten years and shit. Damn. It man. was twenty one years. God. Twenty one years. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't. I just seen the clip. I didn't even look at the damn uh, shit. But they got this documentary about Kanye West's life. How y'all think that shit finna go? I think that shit finna be absolutely fucking fire because Kanye is always ahead of his time when he drops some shit or whatever. Just thinking about the video that he dropped for the album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is a fucking classic or whatever. Right. If he been documenting his life for 21 years on tape or whatever, like, first of all, that takes some out of the box thinking to even go into that realm of. I'm going to drop this like 21 years later or whatever. And then everything Kanye do, he want that shit to be the biggest creative shit ever. So I know he not finna come with no slouch shit. And like Kanye, out of all of our artists, probably been the most entertaining artist we have ever seen before. Whether it's just the music he makes, his antics, the people he choose to be friends with, moments where he just do wild shit or whatever. So... Having that all combined in 21 years? That shit is insane. No facts. And like, yeah, we we literally seen Kanye grow up like from the car crash to him losing his mom to him running for president to beefs with Drake to the trailer, the Taylor Swift shit like Kanye. Life is probably more epic than any rap star Damn. we have ever seen. No, before. that shit just blew my mind because I'm thinking that's 2000 and 2000. That's the year two. He started filming in year 2000 until now and shit. Yeah, bro, that shit gonna be fucking phenomenal. That's what I was shit. trying to tell y'all. Like, when I seen that shit, I'm like, bro, that shit is insane. Because I want. Hold on, let me finish making my point, and y'all can go. Like, because when I seen that shit, I'm like, yo, this shit is finna be mega. Like. The, the time with Jay. He just got so much that oh he can build on. Or they going to have his George Bush movement on there. All of that, bro. All of that. And it's going to be shit we've never seen before. Like, we, we've we seen all of those moments, and I got a feeling they're going to put that together great. But I also, I know it's going to be shit that we, we haven't seen or whatever. And, like, Kanye is great for TV because he's unpredictable and shit or whatever. So, 
like you ain't gonna know what to expect and then like he's such a perfectionist like for that song all of the lights they took like four years to make that song all of the all, all yeah, of the lights or whatever because he kept uh switching the drum patterns and shit like that exactly so like i just know this shit is gonna be this probably this probably gonna be one of the best pieces netflix has have gotten shit or whatever Hell so yeah nah I, that shit just blew my mind to think like he he uh chronolized his entire fucking from for 20 years span that shit is wild because then we can all if they doing how i think they did because that's the if they doing from beginning like a real in-depth of like how his life was because i was also thinking that when i was watching that um biggie documentary i'm like damn i wonder do uh, our other artists decide to like capture all of this shit so you can really see like who they fucking really was you know what i mean because like a lot of times you don't get you don't get who these artists was like like I really wish that Tupac would have had real like all that shit captured and shit because you got that terrible ass biopic movie that remember that they made and shit like that shit's gonna be dope as hell so salute you I can't wait to catch that shit though. also before Rico jump in I hope it's I don't want it to be just a doc I want it to be a series or whatever like I agree with that. Where we can lead oh, up no, into it, that or whatever it, it, I think that's what it's gonna years, be it, it, it's gonna have to be a series it's but, gonna have to be like. Uh, uh, memory Kanye versus Fifty is gonna have to be that shit. It's gonna have to be the college dropout experience. I wonder if we're gonna talk about him and how him and Lupe, how he propelled Lupe up and shit. Remember that whole experience? His first uh, what he was wearing double uh, polos. Remember that ugly ass phase of his life and shit. Fam, a lot of people didn't even realize, and I've been seeing this a lot lately. A lot of people didn't even, and this was before. Uh, people even start paying attention to producers and shit like you gotta be a real hip-hop head to pay attention to producers and shit but a lot of people didn't even realize that him and just blaze were the masterminds behind the blueprint and shit you know what i'm saying i I think people knew that nah a lot of people didn't know that bro a lot of people didn't start knowing shit like that until Kanye started producing his own music and shit because you gotta remember growing up think about it how many how many songs have you heard back then you didn't realize like damn this producer made this because remember tagging producer tags just became a prominent thing in the last Facts. ten years and shit. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? <clears throat> we yeah. didn't. We knew. We knew people had sounds that we did know. We know. How, we knew people had sounds like you know when a Dr. Dre song came on and shit, right. or 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 DJ Clark Kent or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But Kanye shit was so different. Him and Just Blaze ushered in that whole era where sampling. And using like soul shit, right? They moved, they made that movement, and and I gotta credit heat makers oh, on that too. Bro. And, shit. and I'm thinking about the overall like. Remember, there was a backlash when Kanye first got in the game and shit because using remember, all them sample yeah, beats and, and shit. people were saying like he was considered because like heavy sampling was considered like taboo Fam- and shit. Like, <laughs> what's the name? What's the name? They had to they tried to make up a lie and say that uh, Shaka Khan was mad at him for using her on through the wire and shit when that wasn't really a thing and shit. That's but t- to me, I don't, I don't even care. I mean, I do care about the music aspect of the doc, but I think Kanye is like one of the most interesting fucking no, humans we have ever had or whatever. So. I'm with you on that 100%. Let alone the music, like everything else that he partaked in or his moments or whatever. Like, those are, to me, those are going to be the real, like the music thing will be for the music lovers, but he going to have shit on, he going to have something on there for everybody. I want to see the personal shit. Oh, I, yeah. I, that's, that's my bag with Kanye. Right. I want to see the personal shit. I want to see how he handled, um, 
I want to see how he handled himself under pressure with certain shit because we see it on TV and shit like that. Uh, but if these cameras was following him around, I know for a fact we finna see some wild and shit. And I never thought about that shit because the whole time he was with Kim, there was like professional studio equipment around as far as like filming around. So Fam. the quality of the documentary probably going to be... It's gonna probably be on some uh, Michael Jordan last dance. We finna get. We finna get. Oh no, that's a fact. I don't think people understanding the 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 monumental thing that this is. We finna get. We finna get like five different eras of Kanye. We finna get backpacking polo Kanye. Mm -hmm. We finna get graduation Kanye. We finna get Jay Z. We gonna get Kanye because oh no, I even thought about it. Remember. On uh, the first album when he had all he had the, he had the footage of the Y. Remember it was a little yeah. doc- on the on that first uh, video it was him when he got to the car yeah. crash and all that. And they shit. were showing him getting his, his mouth wired up and shit. Yeah, so that, this shit might be go down as one of the greatest damn documentaries ever. Oh no, we that's finna, a fact. We finna get Kanye. We finna get the trifecta Kanye where it was him, Rihanna, and Jay Z making all that dark ass music and shit. Like it's gonna be that shit gonna be perfect. We gonna get when he joined the Illuminati. That shit gonna be dope when we get that to that part of when he joined the Illuminati. When he joined the Illuminati, I can't. I can't wait to see my my biggest thing. Like Meech said, outside of the music shit, but it kind of go hand in hand. I want to see. I want to see him and Jay Z. I want to see that. That I'm not gonna say fall that rise and then that break off and shit. I want to see that and I want to see the Watch the Throne sessions and shit. Yes, and the Ryan Leslie shit. Cause remember Ryan Leslie and him. They know they had gotten to a little little tiff as well. Oh really? Yeah. Remember when? So when Ryan Leslie first got into the game, they was trying to build him as like the next Kanye s type of producer. You know, he was doing all those similar type of beats and all this shit. And Kanye, what the fuck? This nigga ain't me and shit. But like, they damn near blackball. I don't want if they will talk about. That relationship of of how, because you know Ryan, Les- fuck with Ryan Leslie too. You know he was there on uh, uh, he was there for the Watch the Throne sessions and all that. Because he had went in uh, talked about like how that after that after that session, that's kind of when he went into the the they black. He said he got blackballed after some shit that occurred between him and Kanye. And then some people say he got blackballed because he was trying to date uh, Cassie and shit from Diddy, and Diddy was like. Fuck out of here, bro. That's mine. That is mine. But yeah, and besides that, um, that's one one thing I've noticed. Netflix don't give a damn about what all these other streaming platforms got going on. Netflix still spend the bag, bro. Not, I'm sorry, not even spending. I'm saying they coming out with heat nonstop. Like I've been, they've been catching a, a lot of damn dubs and shit. And they're so that Kanye West is a huge dub. That Kanye West documentary is a huge dub. But then uh, recently. Uh, this article just came out and said Netflix Netflix buys the rights to stream new Sony movies starting in 2020. So they they uh, signed a multi year deal uh, bringing Spider Man, Jumanji, and more to Netflix. So they're gonna have huge as movie releases on Netflix. They're gonna do what HBO Max was trying to do because you know HBO Max just lost that deal. With, yeah, uh, remember I was telling you about it. they right. lost the dinner, they lost the deal with Warner and shit. And Netflix is actually a better thing for like AMC because like. People are will watch it, but AMC just got they gained some of their rights back from like the movie theaters and shit. But if you get Netflix to get, cause they don't have all the rights, just got some Sony deals and shit. It's gonna actually help booster that shit of saying people that want to see it on Netflix, but also I want to see it in the theater but for that like, experience. Like you and Dre has said before, that influential, that in in influential shit. Like, um, what happens now? You know what I'm saying? Cause if you if you finna be getting this premium shit. Netflix ain't finna stay the same price and shit. And oh, that's a fact. And a lot of people ain't listening to this, but I I pay attention to shit like this. What? They not doing all of this 
just to uh, bring it to their customers. What they doing is they bringing this, but they also finna make it where everybody has to pay. And I don't know if nobody been paying attention. You know, Netflix have been testing out uh, that password lock shit. Yeah, you know I what I'm saying? That All that shit go hand in hand. Well, like it's it, a lot of shit that, that people they have do, with. That will be their demise if they decide to do that shit. Because you gotta remember. Sometimes companies for, for every one Netflix account is yeah, four people on it. But, but companies gotta realize where they will they stand within the culture and why they are perceived a certain way. Cause they just if they decide to do that shit, then they'll they'll be blocking their own shit. Cause then if people if everybody who's on Netflix has to have their own password, it's gonna start. You know how like there's so many options out there. Like you got Disney and a- Apple TV and you're, all that shit. You're right. You you're one hundred percent right. Right. But in the same breath, if I'm Netflix, nigga, if, if if it's twenty people watching and it's only twenty people on account, I want twenty people's money. And shit. No, I ain't saying you. That's don't how want I keep it. the no. I'm saying, but that's as a business. You know right. what I'm saying? But the, that's how you keep the shit afloat. But no, I'm saying you're gonna keep it afloat, but also you're gonna lose a lot of your base though and shit. Like a lot of your no. Base. That's why I said you're right. Right. You one hundred percent right. I get it shit. from a business standpoint, but they gotta remember a lot of their content is getting those views and those high numbers because yeah. a lot of people are watching. From that standpoint and shit, but if they do that, and let's say uh, somebody like Hulu decide like, yo, we you can pass on sharing our shit. Like if and Netflix take that position, and then one of their competitors be like, yo, y'all, you can pass or share whatever and shit up to an extent, because technically Hulu kind of got it where you can create profiles for different motherfuckers. HBO one got account. it. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And so if Netflix take a hard stance on that and Hulu not, because Netflix got it. I know they got. That's what I'm saying. So they don't want. It, they, it's a slippery slope they'll have to do, but I say as long as they can keep the good content coming, what they have to, what I think they should do is do what uh, I seen Disney do and shit. When Disney had dropped uh, Mulan and then you had to buy it, like it was a movie release, but you had to pay for it yeah. on the app and shit. Double dipping. Yeah, that's what they <laughs> should do. Like, yo, if we're gonna get like actual movies from theaters, at least have you paid to see an earlier version of that, of that shit. Yeah, because you know I, mean? I mean, either that or like I said before. Netflix is what sixteen dollars now for mm-hmm. some shit like that, or however much it is. <laughs> yeah. If it's ten dollars, that shit gonna go up to like fifteen or twenty and shit. So don't be surprised because they're not finna be getting all these premium ass movies, and you know what I'm saying. You don't have to pay a premium price right. for it. Nothing in the world works like that. So all in all, well, hold on, I ain't say shit. Dude, trying to wrap it up and shit. I know I wasn't about to wrap the podcast. So. No, I'm talking about this topic. Oh yeah, get your shit off then, little. Uh... Exactly. We was about to see how terrible you really are telling jokes oh, and no, shit. Niggas know they, they niggas know I got that smoke. But um, yeah, I agree with Rico as far as like Netflix is willing to drop the bag if it's the right situation. And I honestly feel Netflix needed this because Netflix to me been kind of struggling with content or whatever. Like at first they was killing with the original content. They the ones who made everybody go start getting original content. But like. Oh, when no, I, I go on Netflix, I don't be seeing that much shit to watch or whatever. I mean, they've been trying new shit that when they shit. when they try with the start bringing black shows, and I fuck with that also, whatever. But when you go through Netflix or whatever, like I haven't seen a lot of new original content that's been great. I haven't mm. seen like. I I'm just saying, for my opinion, like you eager to talk and shit. No, Relax, I got, you no, get your no, it's, off, it's like, just one amazing show that they about to introduce that. That, I, yeah, I know let me go but you, no, no. you wanna have your chance like, I'm just excited now I'm shit. just saying I feel like they <laughs> needed no, they needed all of this or whatever like with the Kanye that's gonna be executed perfection mm-hmm. or whatever and then with this new Sony deal or whatever like they was kinda chasing HBO tail or whatever with this even though I feel like HBO 
I mean, like you said, they, they they lost the rights to that or whatever. So as far as the movie shit goes, I don't really know how that's going to work or whatever, because I don't know what what what's the play for the 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 movie theaters themselves or whatever. So I don't I don't I got to understand their play in this position to understand why they would give up their. Yeah, I know their play. But yeah, I feel like Netflix needed this. Like, yeah, y'all are the leaders in the streaming service or whatever. But like. I feel like the last year or so, it ain't. It that's your opinion, guys. No, 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 no. yo, you nah, ready to go? Nah, you ready to take nah. his underwear off oh, and say his right. fucking opinion? Nah, I'm about to get Netflix talent on me and shit. But nah, here's what I was about to say. Enrico, did you see that? That cause, you know they got they introduced that new anime that uh, black oh, black, black Samurai Samurai shit. Oh, oh yeah, I can't you see that shit? Nah, I'm not into that. Nah, bro, I'm saying, bruh. So you know, old boy from Lakeith uh, Stanford, Lakeith Stanford, bruh. He's supposed to be that the first black, black samurai. samurai that shit looked fucking amazing. Even I feel yeah, like, but that just came, right? Yeah, but no, exactly. no, 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 I know exactly. Um, What's been before that? That's what I'm, about, I'm about to name some shit. Don't say no Cecil Hotel. No, bro, I'm about to name. Uh, what's the what's the, the uh, what's the last hottest shit? I know, I know. That's what I'm about to name. You got the Bridgerton shit. What the fuck is that? You got the uh, what's the movie about the chest? Uh, what the fuck is the Bridgerton? Nah, the, uh, uh, the school shit. The, what school shit? The, the uh, school documentary shit. Oh, yeah, the school documentary. No, no, I don't even know the name no, of these no, things. No, no, bro, I'm talking about... Uh, what's the name of that? Uh, oh, the last... Uh, the, the great... Uh, the great gap. Oh, was, people be watching Last, last no, Chance bro. You and shit. Like, oh, no, la- no, I'm talking about this shit was huge. This shit was like one of the best shows of the year. Uh, wasn't like... The, what's the what's their last biggest thing? Last biggest thing from about. Netflix I remember was Tiger King. No, no, hold on. Hold on. I mean, keep 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 talking. I'm trying to find this shit. Shit, I'm keep talking. Shit, my point was. Oh, the Queen's Gambit. You got the Queen. Queen's Gambit was fucking huge. You seen that shit? Hell no. Oh no, bro. That was like one of the nah, best. Shit. I've been hearing people. Oh no, that shit was big as fuck. That was about the the chess player. Oh no, I know. I know they Netflix. I know Netflix's biggest thing and shit that they just had. Cobra Kai and shit. What the hell is corporate karate? Oh, no, Y'all Cobra Kai. No, 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 the, the Karate Kid sequel uh, series and shit. That shit was huge. Never but, heard no. of it. Um, bro, the Queen's Gambit was fucking huge as hell. It's fucking Ozark. Ozark, the Queen's... Bro, Ozark is old. No, I'm talking nah, about, Ozark right, is booming and shit. We're talking about... The, you said the last great shit they had. Bridgerton. Have you heard of Bridgerton? I heard of it, but... No, no hold on. You know I haven't heard, like, a uh, massive swell on that. No, you know who Shonda Rhimes is? Nah. She wrote Scandals. Uh, she did Grey's Anatomy and shit like that. Okay. She pretty much... Netflix took her and she, she wrote that show. That shit was like a fucking smash hit and shit. I haven't it, heard of I'm it. I'm saying it's it's uh it's like uh the crown it's like the crown, but like it got it's oh, like Fire Fest was, was big and no, shit. No, I mean, we talking about we talking about recently though. Oh, we talking recently? about twenty twenty. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You got uh the Queen's Gamut, you got Bridgerton, you got the Crown. The Crown is still going. That shit's huge as a moral. Your name is shit like I'm saying like when Tiger King came out, no, there was no denying that. No, and I'm talking about bro. You name is shit that's like a maybe a little coat following. Oh no, or no, 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 bro. When I talking about bro. The uh, the Queen's Gambit was fucking. What's the last thing shit. you watched on Netflix? Uh, the fucking uh school shit. I thought that was I last. Rico, what's the last thing exactly? No, that, that was last week. I watched the school documentary about the uh cheating scandal and shit. Well, yeah, me and him was. Yeah, that was just last week, and then before that, the fucking Cecil Holt. And all we saying is actually me, you do watch yeah, that. That's, that's been killing shit. That, that's why when I, I see people talking, I'm like, oh, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know the last big thing that everybody was talking about for a fact. Malcolm and Marie. And oh yeah, that was huge. That was this year and shit. That shit just happened like two no, weeks ago. No, a lot of people was shit. talking about that. And when I watched it, I I didn't 
I don't but know. I'm saying you didn't. That you was didn't, my opinion, but, but y'all right. That was yeah. the last biggest thing. And, but I'm talking about the Queen Gamble. Uh, the, the Queen's Gamble was huge as fuck, and that was they got Emma Watson in that. That's a huge ass. But match. who? The reason why I say they needed this because judging off the scale, like when you look at them, when you look at Netflix, you look at Hulu, mm-hmm. you look at Showtime, you look at HBO Max. Netflix. Who the fuck had more shit? Right. Right, so far it's been HBO Max with their series or whatever, and then they begin new what movie series? releases. What series? When they had the um the un the un what is it the Undying or some shit the Undoing, they had that. They had the uh, I don't know Showtime might have had the yeah. uh. No, I'm talking about Netflix been keeping way more. Yeah. Okay, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. So HBO they had the movie releases right. So they had all of the new movies come there, and then they had the. I think it was called The Undying or something like that. Showtime had the show with the judge or whatever. Um, That's one show, yep. Showtime had that. And then um, I don't think Hulu really had nothing or whatever. But, like, my point is Netflix. it's been slow for Netflix. I don't think I'm saying you named they got two shows. But me and Rico is just stating. It's a lot of watered down shit on Netflix. No, but they also have a lot of fucking heat, too, and shit. Like, no. they don't just come at you with one show. Like, they still got shows that are still throwing heat at you like Ozark is still there and that shit ain't ended that shit is still they still have a heat uh, the crown still has a fucking huge ass following yeah shit. I mean oh, and Meech, were, Meech not Meech not lying they do have a lot of duds oh, too yeah, but, it's but a, they got a lot of good shit as right. well and shit. so it's like they cause like Hulu got a lot of duds if you look at every platform everything on them holes but they just to fire. be fair Hulu Hulu don't have anything original either and shit right I mean, that's no, not no, true no, no, Hulu got, do have, have original content yeah, no I'm, when I say well, yeah, y'all right about that. But what's the likelihood of you watching something original from Hulu versus something that you already seen? What are you talking about? Hulu had the, what was that? The little, the little fires or yeah. something? That shit was fire or whatever. Yeah, that, like, that was on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my boy was watching that shit on HBO or some shit. No, nah, that was Hulu. Nah, that was Hulu. But what, what what we're saying is like Netflix. You know, when it was a fire Netflix stick, I'm sorry. original content game is still sh- cooking niggas right now and shit. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what's we'll say original? I just, the Queen's Gambit, the fucking Crown. Uh, uh, what the fuck else had this name and shit? The uh, last Bridgerton. Uh, last chance you. Last chance you was fucking huge. Yeah, shit. I hear a lot of talk about that. I've never seen that, but I hear that's one show. Love, I hear a lot of talk about shit. it. It's like it's yeah, pretty. They much, got football and basketball. Yeah, football and basketball. It's like it's like remember the contender and shit. It's like a reality of like that type of shit. But no, all I say is like I love I love what Netflix is doing. If anything, I won't buy. I want to buy some damn that stock and shit. No, I fuck with what they doing. I just feel they needed it because it's been a little slow. But we got that difference big, of opinions. That biggie doc that they just dropped and shit. That was, shit was dope. As that hell. was mid. Like that. That didn't take over nothing. I, I'm saying they just continue to drop dope content and shit. And remember that one show they had. Uh, it was about New York. About remember uh, old boy from Dope and shit. You know what I'm talking about? They had got that shit canceled. But that shit was fire as fuck though. But they also had that other shit. What was it, Cuties? They've been right. dropping some bullshit on that right, show that as well. Bullshit. Yeah, that was some bullshit for sure. But no, overall, I, I, I'm excited to for that Kanye West doc, and I, I like what they plan with. Uh, I can't wait for that Black Samurai shit. Yeah, and they got uh, a whole bunch of dope-ass shit. But before we uh, conclude, I want to get into this last topic and shit. <clears throat> so last week, well, we it was on it was one of my picks for um, the podcast picks of the week, and then it was also the outro. So we were talking about how Wayne, if we talking we get into our music, because we want to kind of end it off with uh, music. So Wayne has been back on what it looks like to be a, uh, in his bag again. Like uh, he was on this cowboy song, and he was just blacking out, and 
me and Rico and me too's all saying like, yo, he always keeps a verse in his tuck every now and then, but he's not consistent with his ability to stay on that level. Like how he rapped on Cowboy, he's like, yo, if he were to rap like that on his last project, more so on that Big Sean album and shit. Even I mean, he rapped dope on that Big Sean album. You said Cowboy? You mean Cali Boy? Yeah, whatever the fuck his name is. No, uh, I said Cowboy. It's Cowboy? I, yeah, it's I cowboy. swear it's Cali Boy. No, it's Cowboy. C-A-L-B-O-Y. No, it, it looks oh, as no, Cowboy, no, but it's Cali Boy. No, because it would be I if it was Cali Boy. No, I'm saying it looks that way, but it's pronounced Cali Boy. I'm calling him more Cowboy. But I'm pretty sure his name ain't Cowboy. Ain't no I in that it's bitch. Cowboy. Yeah. No, you look at how it's spelled. It's pronounced Cali Boy. It don't even have an I. Yeah, I, where, where that <laughs> Cali, Cowboy. Where would that part come it's from? Cowboy. That's hip-hop. They do shit like that all no, the time. No, no, that's illiterate shit. Yeah, like, no, because you need that. Where would you get that I from and shit? It's yeah. hip hop. They do shit like that all the time. Cowboy, Y'all yeah. going with the? We getting off topic with no, this. No, I'm shit. talking about you can't ma- like you can't ha- make a name. Yeah, like black. Bruh, I don't care. Just keep going. No, I'm saying, but like black, he turned a six into a B. But then if you think of it like that, it's spelled black. Cowboy, you can't turn nothing that doesn't have a sound. All right, into a sound let's shit. let's move forward. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, let's get into it. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker is crazy. But no, so Wayne been smoking. Sh- well, he had a verse on that. On that song where he smoked it, it's like, bro, you still have the capability of being number one in rap. Like, you can still be that top guy if you rap like this all the time. But the thing with Wayne is he's not bringing bringing you that type of rap all the time. So, first part of my question to y'all is, why do y'all think that's the case? Why do you think sometimes Wayne shows up drastically and you like, Yo, he's still one of the best. Like he's one, he's one of the dudes. Jay Z was like, "Yo, you the next dude." Remember, Jay Z was like, "Wayne is that next, the next great. He's the next goat." Why does he sometime now have it, and then sometimes you like, "Bruh, I don't want to hear another bar about pussy and all that stupid shit." Let me and his gun, Nina, and shit. Let me hear you first, Leech. Oh, because I think he don't give a fuck. Like he didn't. Wayne and did everything you could possibly do with music. So like. Some some songs he may show up as the Wayne we know, and then other songs he just sound terrible as hell. And I just think, like, he don't give a fuck. Like, he don't have no... I'm pretty sure he don't have the right direction with the people that's helping him create the music or whatever. That's a better answer, because I don't like that he don't give a fuck, because you can't say he don't give a fuck on his albums. Like, he dropping out... You give a fuck on your album, because you got to spend money No, to my point home. is... I think... <clears throat> no, I do believe he don't give a fuck. Like, after you didn't done everything that he done in, in in his career at this point he just making music to make music or whatever he ain't got no goals in why he making music i ain't trying to be the best i ain't i've proved all that already so now i'm just making music for me music that i enjoy if y'all like it y'all like it that's why i think sometimes it's good sometimes it's horrible or whatever like there's nothing for him to there's nothing to motivate him anymore when it comes to music it's just if he liked the song or not and that's it uh, all right, I disagree, but let's see what you got, uh, Rico. Because I'm going to share my opinion out there. Uh, I, I don't think it's as easy as he don't give a fuck. Um, I think, I don't think that he don't, I don't think that it ain't, he don't give a fuck. I think it's just Wayne just, Wayne is Wayne and shit. Like, Wayne is just going to go in the booth and do and say what the fuck he want to do and shit. So you're saying he don't give a fuck? Mm, not necessarily, because you not giving a fuck. It's just you just not... 
You saying the same thing I'm saying just differently. I'm not saying he don't give a fuck as far as like I'm just gonna go mail it in. I'm saying he going in there like I'm gonna do what Wayne do, and okay, that's well, it. Well, okay, well then when you verb it like that, then yeah. All right, here's how. Here's what I think. I think it's more of a substance thing, right? I feel like sometimes when he has all of his brain power and control and shit, you know, Wayne be getting wasted and, and fucking faded to the maximum. I feel like some of his sessions, because an artist like Wayne, he said, I'm the best rapper alive. And I'm, and then you listen to all those old uh, interviews. He was saying, like, whenever I get on a song with a motherfucker or make us, I'm trying to prove to chill y'all niggas that I am the best and shit. I think sometimes either we're getting, because one thing about Wayne, he went on a wild ass run back in our early uh, high school days and all that shit, right? <laughs> so his run was so wild. He was dropping such an extensive. A body of content like so much I feel like it was so much on his brain not that he didn't give a fuck I think that sometimes it was so taxing that sometimes he probably going to the booth and it probably becomes more of like fuck like I've been doing this shit so long that I don't even know if I can have some shit witty to say on this type of shit and also I think no nah, I think that shit comes nah, easy to I think it's some I think sometimes it comes easy but I think well I think my main point is most of the times when he giving you some subpar effort or some subpar verses either he's overly fucked up as far as like he's drugged out of his fucking mind and he's just saying some bullshit or it's the people that's around him and shit right cause like I feel like when artists go to the studio he probably have way more yes men in his in his camp. It's like, no, no, that shit was straight. You know how like if you on a song with somebody else that don't know you, they ain't on yes men. I'm like, nah, bro, send that back. Like, uh, it'll be something like I, when Wayne was saying like he did some shit with Pusha. He know for a fact if I'm on a song with Pusha, I gotta come with it because Pusha gonna try to body me the fuck up. Or if I'm on a song with Drake, I know I gotta come with that shit. But when I'm by myself and I'm rapping and and I'm thinking this shit is dope because I feel like a lot of artists Drake, Cole all these niggas they probably have some time they probably come out with some trash shit and then niggas niggas will be like nah bro do that shit again you know how uh, Joe Budden they be talking about like um, punch-ins and shit like yo nah that shit was trash I think I think it's a mixture of his crews changed drastically right so like you went from having currency on the squad and uh, all those rappers from young and like remember when people don't realize Drake was with Young Money a while before he actually popped this shit like like yeah. he was like actually in the camp and like there and shit you remove certain people like Gilly was removed and shit you remove currency you remove Drake because Drake ain't in there Drake was the C was it was a, it was an A B C and right. B Drake and, was C and, and shit. you gotta remember shit is getting filtered by niggas with dope ears and shit right like nah bro that's not it you know what I mean then you went from that you even had a young Nikki that was like in the camp hearing that shit you move all of them out the way and shit <laughs> then it's like the filtering process is less of like. Yeah, sometimes Lil Wayne can come out with because sometimes he has that ability where he can just flame out. But then he got that ability of coming out with some trash shit. But I think back then when he was coming out with that trash shit, Drake was like, nah, bro, that's, that's not it and shit. Or remember when Drake was making fun of Fab for one of Fabulous bars and oh, shit? Yeah. Like, Drake knows when some shit is trash and shit. And I, and I also believe Nicki does as well and shit. So I think when Wayne got those people removed, his filtering process became... Less, he was been he was he didn't have a quality control filter that was able to keep some of that shit out. You know what I mean? Because like, 
that's what I think happened and shit. Even if you even look about think about it um from the standpoint of how, of how he had Tiger and him around and shit. I don't even know who's a part of his camp right now and shit. Uh, I disagree with you when you said about the drugs and shit, even though I'm not advocating for drugs. I think that's when Wayne go to another dimension when he off whatever the fuck he off of right. or whatever. He been knowing that shit his whole career. Hey, so hold on, let me say one thing, Mitch. That's so fucked up to say that, but that's you true as shit. Oh, yeah, no. Like I'm guilty of saying like damn Wayne right. should probably get high to no, get this verse off his No, no, shit. I get it. But what I'm saying is I'm saying sometimes that shit can be to his uh his uh fucking detriment. Ben- no to his benefit, but sometimes that can be to your detriment and shit. Cause I remember I was seeing um I was talking to somebody uh, and they were saying like they was in South Beach uh, in uh, King of Diamonds, and they was like, "Yo, Wayne was in that bitch like like fucked up like to the max." Imagine him at that level and going straight to the fucking booth trying to rap and shit. Like you don't even know. Some you could think you saying yeah, something. He been doing that his whole no, career. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying we get we because like I said that filtering process. So you probably getting some of that shit was amazing, and sometimes you just going to be like, ah, blah 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 blah. Hey, am I good? Wayne but no, that's what I'm saying. So I think my overall thing is I think Wayne, I don't think Wayne nails it in. I think he cares like a motherfucker about his rapping ability. No, wait, 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 wait. We gotta address something. Who the hell let Wayne say F is for phenomenal? We let Wayne get that off. Cause he was body and shit. Didn't matter. <laughs> When he yeah. said that the verse was still dope and shit, oh, so sorry, it didn't fucking matter. Spell phenomenal with an F because I was also I was also uh, illiterate and shit. So I, but, was like, um, I spelled that bitch like phenomenal. No, I wonder like, how high he was when he said that shit. Yeah. But also, I also think, um, I think right now Wayne is a better feature artist. Like your, your your point is like the song already comes as mm-hmm. what it is or whatever. Like with the uh, cowboy. Y'all niggas got me saying that or whatever. The song was already made. Right. All Wayne had to do was bring his presence on there or whatever. So when the song already got a good direction, like I don't know if y'all heard the um, I sent it in a link. The song called Goldfronts or whatever with uh Touche or whatever her name is. Yeah, he bodied I, that. I ain't too much like that song. Though. I'm, kidding, I'm talking about his verse on there. He bodied that shit or whatever. Like for the song. I didn't care that much for it, but like it took him out of his world right. where he had to go do something. But no, I, I agree, I agree. That's what I'm saying. So like, if I'm thinking like, all right, if we want, if we like, yo, how do we get Prime Wayne again, right? I think a you need to eliminate the yes man that ain't filtering this shit out because I think like you said, the, the the cowboy shit was already pre designed and shit. It had the concept, it had a beat. You just had to ride the beat, follow this shit, do your shit, and. The dude probably paid if he got a Wayne feature, he probably had to pay a hefty price. So that pressure of like, oh, this nigga paid X, Y, and Z, I gotta come with a good verse, probably made Wayne like, all right, let me think of some dope shit to say and shit. But I think if we want to get that Wayne, because I think that's that's the difference between why Drake run is way longer than a Wayne run is Drake has an amazing team of people around him and shit. That filtering process. Oh no, had, that's a fact. Like. 40 ain't gonna allow no whack shit to go out. Oliver ain't gonna allow no whack. You know, like, niggas that's in his camp, he got so many motherfuckers. The thing with Wayne that... I think... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a, I got a point. I got a point right now. Remember that shit when Dreamville came out and he was like, yo, too many kitchen, too many cooks in the kitchen? Yep. Wayne had a run where he started opening the gates to every cook in the kitchen and shit. When I say every cook, I mean, he was like, he was doing the DJ Cali's runs. He was doing... Uh, all just just let everybody in this world and shit and that 
process of like of everybody wanting to work with him actually was to his detriment and shit. Cause he was like, I'm gonna do a song with E40. I'm gonna do a song with J. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna do a song with every fucking body. And then he yeah, said, I'm thinking about his verse on that. When you said DJ Cali that yeah. uh, we taking over. Oh yeah. No, he's not. Nah, he went oh, fucking yeah. crazy no, on think, that bitch. I think it was, it was a pro of him getting that shit. But I thought the thing the con was when you start having motherfuckers in the kitchen at the same time and shit, and they all start telling you these different directions. So I'm thinking if we want to get them back, he has to follow the formula of the dude he decided to mentor, which is Drake and shit. Yo, stick with um, a camp of people who want to have a direction. Like, go in with a direction of where you want this shit to be. Because like, sometimes Wayne can be all over the fucking place. You don't, you don't know what the fucking direction. Remember back in the day, the Carter series had, like, directions and, like, you knew what the I fuck. Think he should have stopped at three. But that's what I'm saying. Like he kept going, and you didn't know what the fuck them shit was about anymore. And but shit. I, I or think... the uh, I'm not a human series. Like it was, it had a direction. I think he started losing the direction. It was more so about let me show you lyrical prowess, and I don't have a. Style. I think like, I think I, the thing with Wayne. Well, you know me. Yeah, I think the the separation from Prime Wayne to who he is now was the downfall of him and Birdman. Like that that camp had a. They had a direction. They was the direction or whatever. But well, they back cool now though. Yeah, but I'm saying they're not. They're not together as far as like still creative, creating or whatever. And then I also feel what I said earlier. Like if we gave Wayne something to prove, like I don't know what's left for him to prove. But if if we came up with something for him to prove himself and gave him the hunger again, but I I think he's so past that that. Shit. No, no, I got a good point about that Birdman shit because like. That may have been that is the the start of the downfall. Not only did you fuck up my contract, you essentially told me that I was I could you could make another me and shit. I remember when he went to go get uh, thug. Young Thug, it was like this is Lil Wayne again. Like he was treating it like I mean, because technically he was like the Wayne of like that auto tune version of how Wayne would have been and shit. So Wayne and uh, Birdman was kind of right. Said so he made a. He did. You know I mean? But I'm saying, as far as how Wayne looked at it, it was like, so whatever those creative juices, like whoever y'all had in the kitchen for Wayne, they probably took that shit away and put it to fucking Thug and shit. Because Thug was, think about all of the dope ass records Thug was coming out with. What if those, most likely, that nigga never came around. No records would have probably been Wayne records and I think, shit. I think, I think what really happened to Wayne too, though, because um, both of y'all are making valid, super valid points. I think Wayne was trying to usher in, he was trying to merge too much. Yes. Great point. Hold on. That's what I said. Great point. That's what no, I said. Too many cooks in the kitchen and shit. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Hold no, on. No, Let no, me no. go because I... That great, rock and roll great. shit. No. Yeah. There we go. No. Oh, nah, see, that's not where I'm going. I remember saying this a long years, like over probably a decade ago or whatever. Like, I remember saying Drake will be one of the greatest things for Wayne, but also his downfall. Like, you know, normally when rappers sign other artists, like, that other artist be good, but you never finna out grow me and be better than me or whatever like he found somebody that was even better than him or whatever and that's great if his two bus- people. yeah that's great if his business was right or whatever but like it signing Drake literally took the attention off of Wayne and brought it to Drake or whatever and then Nikki was on there as well so like it was great as a businessman or whatever but like it took the ears away from Wayne and we started listening to what Drake and Nikki had to oh, say no. or whatever and like Shit, Drake just had more substance, so we just never left. No, nah, but I'll tell you what really did it, though. Remember when he went to jail and shit? Because remember, 
in the prime because like remember people were still fucking with Wayne heavy as hell but he, he took yeah. the oh yeah that's when uh, that's when, Me Later came that's out that's what I'm saying that, well So Far Gold was already buzzing but then because at that point people was fucking with Drake but it was like they knew Wayne was still like that guy and shit then Wayne went to jail and then Wayne had got when Wayne got out Drake had already went on his run he had dropped Three albums that well he dropped. No, he didn't. Take me later was out. That was no, it. No, Wayne man. came out. No, after no, that. no. Uh, Take care came out when Wayne got out of jail and shit. Uh, so he had so far gone. So far gone was right when Wayne was getting those gun charges. I remember so far gone. Wayne was on that, but he started to be quiet for because he was fighting that that battle and shit. Then uh, Thank Me Later dropped. Wayne went to jail and shit. Wayne get out of jail. Take care had already came out and shit. So you had a because that's when Drake just couldn't miss and shit. Oh yeah, it was and, over with. And, but it wasn't over with until we seen the efforts of what Wayne had. Because I remember people was thinking like, "Oh, he finna be." Back. Oh no, it wasn't over with for Wayne. I'm just saying it was oh, yeah. over with as far as like you knew the run was coming. But remember, from remember when Wayne had first got out and he dropped six foot? It was almost like he was trying to recreate fucking million shit. But everybody was thinking like, "Oh shit, Wayne finna be back to getting that throne and shit." And then six foot was like, it was good, but it wasn't like. What the fuck? Oh no, that movie. shit was great. People loved that. No, at the I'm time. talking. About, no, I'm talking. About it was good, but it wasn't. It wasn't when you first heard. You no, know, people loved that. I think. No, y- I'm not saying. Y'all don't remember no, how not, no, that know, shit I, felt I, when I, he I, came no, out. I remember. I remember how Six Foot. I'm saying it was comparing it to a Millie, but, but it's not a Millie. A Millie. That's what I'm saying. Six Foot was a good record, but when a Millie dropped, it was like it was one of those like it had a, a Millie had the whole summer like bro. I, I've never heard so many subs go off in my life. I've never seen a record with that type of impact where it was like it was a lyrical record but it was like everybody's like ooh, 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 like how he was rapping on that shit so and then his dominance was like it was beyond hip-hop and shit like a million was beyond hip-hop and shit do y'all remember that summer when that album was coming out i, I specifically remember me being at y'all house yeah, and shit yeah that's the only album i ever seen with five mixtapes but you gotta remember that, that was like when he was bubbling like way, like because the dedications all those shit just kept coming out no shit. i'm saying i know that i'm saying like he the only person i know that had five mixtapes right and all of them was like sounded like albums and shit. Right. Like when that album was leading up, yeah. Like dog, what the fuck? But the back to my original point, six foot seven drop. It was a dope record. Don't get me wrong, it was dope. And everybody was like, all right, this is like this. This is Wayne. Like Wayne is back in his bag. But I remember he had started dropping some weird ass songs, like How to Love had came up. Remember How to Love? Hey, you want to? Uh, one thing uh, though, like I never realized how huge. How to Love was. I know, like, that was a good song. Oh, no, that shit was, song. No, 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 huge. it was huge. So I'm saying, because you got to remember, I'm saying, y'all, we, he was coming off of his biggest album ever and he went quiet because, you know, uh, Carter, what was it, Carter 3 and shit? Yeah. So, like, he was in jail, so he was still have, bro, he still had the pop, people still was thinking of him as, like, uh, Lollipop and Millie, like, this type of artist. It was like, I'm big as fuck. But I remember when I started noticing the turning point, it was some of those Rick Ross features that he was doing and shit. I forgot the name of that. Nah, hell no. I feel it's, like that rock and roll shit was a part no, of no, that. Was, that, was, that was his turning point. That him, was too. Him, him trying to blend. He was trying to blend in way too much and shit. Hell like yeah. that. That how the love record for as huge as it was, nobody expected that from him. And shit. he started doing. He. I remember he was trying. He had redid another dedication uh, during that period and shit. Yeah. And that shit did not hit how those other ones did. And it was like I forgot what dedication. That was, was the dedication with the weekend. I remember it. Oh, it was like it was a no, a no ceiling. It was one of those no ceilings that had came out that didn't do what he. No, nah, it was it was a shit. dedication. But because when he when when he dropped the first, but no Wayne kind of he was already doing that love like the how to love shit. Like y'all remember that one song? Uh, 
what's it called? A prostitute that I don't prostitute care. Flame? Yeah, yeah that, that's my he shit. He was already like doing little shit like that or whatever. Yeah, and that, then he just that, jumped out the window. That how the love, that. That love shit was was such Wayne Wayne. But nah, I that how the love shit saved motherfuckers. I didn't realize that shit was yeah, literally saving people's lives. That was like a, that was like a suicide hotline song yeah. and shit. But how the love was, how the love pushed Wayne. It 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 did good and yeah. it did harm. But and to shit. your original point of him trying to blend too much shit, I think that was it though. I think that was it when they start seeing the success of Lollipop, How to Love, uh, that one rock star album he did that he made. I think it was another rock star song he came out with. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the name of, but I think because he had the pop song. It was, with it's Nikki it's and a shit. mixture of blending too much shit and too many chefs in the kitchen. Because like you gotta remember, if you had the label, because you know Cash Money was Universal and shit, and Universal could be like, "Yo, we get that you can rap real ass off. Give me another damn How to Love. Give me another damn Lollipop and shit. Give me you know one of these smashes." So Wayne probably was like, they took him way to that pop realm, like yo. Live over here, cause that's where all the big ass fucking. And it wasn't like shit. it wasn't like natural. You know how like Drake said, I crossed over to the other side. Oh, and yeah. didn't even have to die. Yeah, Wayne that, had to literally sacrifice the type of music he was that, making to go get to that next level. And which like is kind of wild as hell. Yo, like you were saying before, he damn near had to start competing with his own goddamn artists and shit. He had to compete with some of Drake's was making just to stay relevant as well. And she's like, all right. I need to make a girly type of record. And I remember one album, he was actually like trying to sing, sing. He was like, what the fuck is this, little Wheezy? But overall, all in all, like, yo, we know, I feel like at the Mac and the Hanging podcast, we have a formula to get Wayne back to his prominence this year. Hey, it's to almost similar to, you remember how people were saying Cardi just need to get back to her hood shit yeah. and like focus on that? I feel like if he get back to that overall hood shit, will be good to go and shit. So get back to that shit, but also have more filters in the kitchen. So when I say filters, like an A&R can give you a direction of where shit needs to go. You know what I mean? Have more current shit too, Wayne. Yeah, have more current shit, but also like the substance should be different. You know what I mean? Because there ain't no way that niggas... I mean, I, I heard that last... I heard that Carter... What was that Carter 5? Yeah. I heard that Carter 5 and instantly knew that that shit was done 10 years ago and shit. Right. I, I agree. I'm... Well, Rico, a thousand percent. Please have some new shit, like. And that's why that cow, that cowboy shit is fire. So if he start having more people to filter his shit, eliminate the le- yes man, work with, start swaying away from the pop side, just go more to your hip hop bag and shit, and start to like chill. Nick, almost similar to what y'all was when y'all were talking about Cassie and that battle. Like you could tell now he's starting to take that shit serious again, like rap battle. Like I could, I seen that. Oh, he said it in the interview. He yeah. said, "I'm starting to learn a different." Right. Um, that's what I'm saying. Same, yeah, same with for rap, for rap battles and shit. Like even like you just said with the old Cassidy thing. Um, Cassidy first battle back, you can tell that he hadn't rapped. He hadn't battle rapped in so long because he was still battle rapping like he was still in '99. But and keep shit. keep keep it on. Wayne. Oh yeah, no, that's no, yeah. no. I, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm right. bringing it to yeah, Wayne. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even to like Wayne, that yeah. man, like Wayne was still making music. Like Wayne, Wayne was Wayne is Wayne is a is a prisoner to his music. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Nobody nobody can can out bar Wayne but Wayne yeah. and shit you and know that's what I'm saying and that's a, a huge good ass point cause some artists are prisoners to their sound yeah and they refuse to grow with the times and shit like it was times that was happening with Nas that was happening it happened with Wayne and shit it happened with uh um who else fucking um 
50 at some points and shit. Oh, I have him to 50 easy. Hell yeah. 50 shit after that second Fab, album. Fab, <laughs> oh no, Fab was trying, but then sometimes he'll try too hard on the other side. You're like, what yeah. the fuck? You can young thug, fat nose ass yeah. nigga shit. But overall, yo, Wayne, if you, uh, you listening, because I believe you uh, you will be listening. Because Wayne, little Tunchy be leaving like, Mackinac and podcast. I'm in my ride cast and I spodcast. And he just starts spazzing to our shit. And then you know we signing your money and shit. So be prepared for that shit. But, uh, <laughs> yo, so that's going to wrap up the Making it Mackin' and Hanging podcast. This is episode 87. Yo, wait. Wait, wait, wait. One, you just brought up a funny ass. It's funny, but it can happen. Wow. Do y'all really think a label will sign a podcast? They have. They are. That is happening currently. Oh, yeah, that's definitely it's happening. It's already happening. It's hella podcasts already signed to labels right are now. Are you serious? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, they don't. I mean, Spotify is signing podcasts and shit. Too short. So, okay. yeah, shit. Yo, so if y'all trying to sign us, I'm willing to sign and shit. You know what I mean? Let's sign these 360 dudes. We're going to be all over the world and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shit. But we all, they gave us, they paid us in fucking, uh, they gave us both all of uh, Teslas and shit. We ain't get a real check. We just got Teslas and a chain and shit. But uh, thanks for listening. This episode 87. Again, we want to say rest in peace to DMX. Thanks for your impact and your legacy. We appreciate you. I know you in heaven. Resting easy. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Follow our listeners. Follow us on Instagram at Mackin and Hangin. M-A-C-K-I-N-H-A-N-G-I-N underscore podcast. Make sure you follow us. We keeping the videos and shit going. We damn near became the videographer and shit. Because <laughs> we, we still got to figure out the camera shit. But wherever you at, King, just know one day. You're going to be working again, bro, but... Not hey, speaking so. of King, I seen a wild-ass picture of him. I was looking for a restaurant to go. Yeah. And you know, you look at the pictures or whatever. It was a, it was a picture. It was like a big-ass picture of King facing shit in the picture just eating. I'm like, the hell? Like, uh, no, King, now, that was a strange-ass moment. He was just... <laughs> no, King out here having a grand old time. He was, I think he got out on Lexus now. That's what the hell, dude? Dude, and left the pot and just came became a millionaire. We was holding dude back from becoming a millionaire. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude, get a Lexus and shit? But that's going to wrap up the pod. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, yeah. Another one of those. This is for my nigga Q. Down to earth. Join the peace, baby. You know how we roll. There's so many that don't know. This goes out to my nigga Q. Rest in peace, baby. Don't.